Vegetarian Zen, episode number 38. It's Vegetarian Zen, supersized. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky, and this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we'll be sharing our takeaways from the documentary "Supersize Me." All right, and it's a great documentary, but scary. Yeah, it is very scary, and it's taken us a while to see this. I knew I heard about it. It's been a few years since this was released, and so it was very, very interesting. Now, from this perspective, right, right, and I think yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think it would have been different had we seen it before we became vegetarians, yeah, as opposed to after. Okay, but before we dive into that, let's uh, get a few updates from Larissa. All right. Well, we have a new rating on iTunes this week, and this is from Ms. Veggie. Uh, that's a cool name, by the way. I like that. All right. And she says, Veggie-tastic. Vegetarian Zen is a lighthearted podcast that provides an ample amount of valuable information for both omnivores and herbivores alike. Listening to this podcast has become a morning ritual. Their open-minded perspective is refreshing. A great listen. I have and will continue to suggest this podcast to all my friends. Thanks, Vicki and Larissa. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Ms. Veggie. And then we also have one um, uh, email that we received. And I like to go over emails when we get them because they it, it just means so much to us to have people who we affect uh, write into us and, and share things that are going on with them. And so this is uh, from Pamela Barrett. And Pamela says, I recently found your podcast last week and have to say thank you. I love your podcast. They are so informative to me as a fairly new, quote, almost vegetarian. You both are giving me the motivation to continue on and go completely veg. Thank you again. Well, you're welcome, Pamela. That's awesome. Yes. And thank you so much for writing to us. And, you know, it's like we always tell um, people when we get emails from from you or voicemails or whatever, or Facebook, um, please keep in touch. We really, really like to hear from, from you guys and to know what's going on. I mean, even if it's just to say hi or just to tell us something that, that happened to you, I mean, that's awesome. And, and we yeah, love it. Yeah, it, it lets us know that our mics are turned on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Is exactly. this thing on? Hello? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, thanks. That's really awesome. Re- really appreciate folks taking the time to do that. All right. So what about any upcoming events? Okay. Well, I know that March 10th is National Pack Your Lunch Day. Oh, that's cool. Yay. Yeah. And I, I have done that. Um, fortunately, I have a very good cafe in my office, in my day job. So we get, we're spoiled when it comes to that. I mean, we have several stations it's kind of like a mall food court in a Mm -hmm. way and we have an excellent salad bar and i've been really getting that lately as of late for lunch and it's very fresh and we have also a farm to fork initiative 
at my work and we have our own garden at my work as well. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, so it's very healthy and it's very reasonably priced for what it is. So quite honestly, I have been getting that as of late because it is much healthier and it's more appetizing to me. Right. Well, and I have a quick question about that. Um, who, A, who maintains the garden? Is it maintained by uh, employees or is it like a, a garden staff? No, I think it's the cafe staff. Oh, okay. The cafe. Yeah. So we have like a contractor for our cafe uh-huh. and they, they're the ones I believe that. Oh, okay. That. And so then do they use what they grow in the garden? Yes. In- oh, they that do. is so Isn't cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, we should see if we could do an Very interview cool. with them. What's that? Oh, should, yeah, that, that would, would be, be kind neat. of interesting. Yeah. All right, and uh, what else? Um, and then on March 14th is National Potato Chip Day. Right, and, you know, I actually, when I did the um, outline for this, I kind of hesitated at first to put that in there because, you know, when you think of potato chips, you think of greasy junk food, you know, not good for you. They may taste good, but they're not good for you. But the reason that I put it in there is because we had uh, some potato chips the other day that were very good and we enjoyed them very much. Uh, they are were made by uh, Earth Balance, the makers of the non-dairy or the vegan um, buttery spread or, and the sticks that you yeah, can use in so baking. Yeah, so they're vegan. Yeah, so they're vegan. And they were vegan. They were non-GMO, um, organic, and they were sour cream and onion. No, sour cream and onion? Yeah. Yes. Sour cream and onion. And flavor. these were sent to us by Vegan Cuts, mm-hmm. who sent us a box. They are a company of, uh, they sent us a box of vegan snacks. Right. And so they're a company, you guys have probably heard about, you know, there's some delivery services for produce and, and different snacks, and snacks nature box is nature one of them boxes, that does right um, so this is vegan cuts and i will say thus far so we're putting together a video to share with you guys now <laughs> we haven't shared that quite yet because i will say this is our first video and we're hoping to put more videos out there but it, Quite honestly, I wasn't really happy with my editing job. I told Larissa <laughs> it looked like um, somebody's drunk uncle at a birthday party. <laughs> filmed it. And it so, was even on a tripod. So what's up with that? Well, I had to move it to zoom in on some oh, of the snacks we were showing. That's so true. we did an unboxing of some of the snacks that we got in, in the Vegan Cuts snack box. And so far, I've tried a couple in addition to the potato chips and i will tell you i have not been disappointed right no They're really good things uh, very good like larissa said earth balance um so we're going to be doing a review of those and sharing those with you guys as uh uh for more resources for mm-hmm. you but uh so just be looking out for that all right so are we ready to get on to our main topic yes okay all right so this was a really cool movie um i was inspired to watch it because I had heard Alexandria Jamieson. Alexandra. Oh, is it Alexandra? Okay. Alexandra Jamieson on a podcast that I listen to. It's one of my favorite podcasts called The Unmistakable Creative. It is uh, hosted by a guy named Srini Rao, and it's a really, really good podcast. He's a cool guy. Really cool guy, surfer. And so he uh, interviewed her, and she was the co- writer of this film she filmed it with uh, her then partner morgan spurlock spurlock right. right so he's the one that stars in it and does this 30 day nothing but mcdonald's 
er, has to order everything on the menu type thing and to show what it kind of does to your body. He now, Alexandra this. is a vegan chef. She's a, oh, that's, that's yeah. a, she's a vegan chef. So it probably pained her on a couple of levels, oh, I know, sure. at least when she, when she saw this or when she was, you know making this right uh and you could tell it did too right oh, she yeah, was definitely. like oh my god what are you doing to your body yep. um but he admits too that this was a very extreme mm-hmm. experiment that he was his uh doctors during the documentary told him to stop because yeah. it was just he went in as a healthy 100 and what 85 pound guy mm. and with healthy numbers in fact the exercises that he did and to to kind of test his health showed him at above average for right. his age for his, yeah fitness level and right health and everything yeah and what this did to his body in 30 days was just amazing mm-hmm. yeah it was very eye-opening i mean you know we all pretty much know that mcdonald's and other fast food uh type uh, diets are bad, mm-hmm. right? But until you see something like this, you don't realize exactly how bad. I mean, yeah, we know it's really bad, but yeah. this just was off the charts. I mean, scary. So let's share some of the stats that they shared because they shared quite a few stats that Larissa and I were jotting down as we were watching this. So let's share some of the ones that stood out to us. Okay. So the first one that really stands out is in the past 20 to 25 years, the number of obese children and teens has doubled. Right. And they, they did talk quite a bit about children. And I think that's really important because, you know, we are seeing so many children developing health problems that, I mean, formerly were attributed to or not developed until you were like 50 or 60, you know, and we're seeing little children with obesity problems and diabetes and other health issues and and because of all this stuff. Yeah, I was reading, I'm reading right now a book called Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman, and he was one of the doctors that was in the documentary Forks Over Knives. And in his book, he talks about autopsies that are done on children that died of, of like an accident and stuff. But when they did autopsies on them, they found that a lot of them had already the signs of uh, heart problems mm-hmm. based on like plaque and things that are accumulating in their systems that you would never see in a, ch- right. in a child, you know, 20, 25 years right. ago. Right, yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, so you're already starting to see that. So these are kids that you know would are potentially starting we're developing heart mm-hmm. disease right based on diet and the other thing is inactivity so you and i talk quite a bit about how we were outside all the time i was a skinny kid because oh, yeah. i was always on my bike i was always running around the neighborhood you know yeah. um so kids nowadays just don't get out as much and they're eating worse Mm-hmm. And worse food. The wor- the food is very bad. Yeah. Um, and then one in three children born in the year 2000 will develop diabetes if the current current trends continue. Wow. So that's 14 years ago. So 14-year-olds yeah. now have a one in three chance of developing diabetes. Yeah. That's just, that's awful. Yeah. And here's another thing they talked about is that the average American child sees about 10,000 food commercials per year. And most of those commercials are for sugary cereals, snacks, and fast food. And the context that they put this into was that how it's really tough for parents because they're almost in a losing battle where they're trying to promote healthy foods for their kids, but yet their their kids want 
the stuff they're seeing on TV because it's marketed to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you see when you're talking about seeing these commercials, they're Saturday mornings, you know, after school cartoons, um, shows on Nickelodeon, shows on, you know, these networks that kids watch. And I mean, yeah, that's a that's really we don't have kids, but I can imagine that would be a really tough battle for parents. Yeah. I mean, it was even in our day and age, but it's nothing compared to what it is now. No, because we didn't have the TV exposure that kids have now. Right. And Internet. You know, there was no there was like three channels. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And no Internet and no, you know, YouTube and all this stuff. None none of that. Wow. We'd like totally just dated ourselves. (laughs) We're old. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. Um, And then here's another one. This one really hit home for me because it was uh, it was really something I enjoyed as a kid. And that's P.E. Physical education. Now, that's something that I looked forward to because I really I had a lot of energy I had a lot of energy, but I was also clunky and awkward, and so I didn't enjoy it so much. I'd rather just go ride my bike by myself. <laughs> so PE has been cut out of a lot of schools. In fact, Illinois is the only state that requires PE, and I think it's only one day a week, right? Yeah, that's, that they require that's crazy. It? That yeah. Out of 50 states, only one requires it. Yeah, so there was a lot of cuts to recesses and PE when the No Child Left Behind uh, was enacted because many schools just started focusing on testing and they wanted that extra time to have their uh, allow their students to test. So um, that's when a lot of the recess time, unfortunately, got cut. But, mm. you know, this is really detrimental to kids' health. Right, right. Well, and especially considering that exercise... You know, it helps increase brain function and mm-hmm. concentration and and thinking and and you know and to cut that out. I mean, they're really doing kids a disservice. And you got to wonder too, how much is that linked then when your kid gets diagnosed with ADD? You know, it's yeah. like yeah, of course, because they're restless and they want to get out. You right. know, I'm not saying that's the case in every situation, but right. I mean, you got to think that's got to account for some of that, right? Right? right exactly. Yeah. All right, so the average American, now we're talking here, office worker, someone who drives to work, takes the elevator, not the stairs, and generally, you know, no exercise except for just incidental stuff, um, takes about 2,500 to 3,000 steps per day. Wow. That's nothing. Yeah, and that's something else he did intentionally during the... um during the documentary is that remember he intentionally limited his exercise. Mm-hmm. So he took cabs when he used to walk mm-hmm. and he intentionally tried to limit his steps to a certain amount. I don't remember what amount. It, it I think was. it was 2,500. Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he tried to limit it and he was, he, he was like, wow, I was really getting a lot of exercise. He didn't right. even realize it, but went, until he tried to cut it out. Right. Yeah. And then on average, 40% of American meals are consumed away from home. So whether it's and I mean, that's not necessarily all fast food, but it's food that's eaten, that's not cooked at home, or that's not, you know, made at home. It's so it could be takeout, it could be fast food stuff, it could be, you know, restaurant dining, but 40%. I mean, that's high. When we were growing up, going out to eat somewhere like, I mean, Pizza Hut was like a major event for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, we didn't, my mom cooked every night. Uh Um, You know, she made our lunches. Uh, My sister, I don't know if my sister went through the lunch line or what, but I, I never did. I, for 12 years, I took my lunch. 
So yeah, we got a lot of home cooked meals as well. Yeah. Yeah. And breakfast too. I mean, you know, we always had breakfast. So that's a, that's a really, really big percentage. I think 40%, that's almost half. And then the other thing that he did that I thought was really interesting is he conducted some on the street interviews. So he would just walk up to people with a mic and ask a question, right? All right. The one question he, he asked that nobody could answer is what is a calorie? Nobody could answer that. <laughs> and I, a couple of people said, well, I think it's a measurement of fat. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. Nobody knew what that was. Right. And then the other thing that was really telling, there was a, now this was, this was an interview that he, he stopped these four ladies. Uh, they looked like they were tourists, uh, two adults and two teens. And they were standing in front of the white house. Uh, do you remember this? They were standing yes. in front of the White House, and they were obviously tourists, you know. And so he said, all right, um, recite the Pledge of Allegiance. None of them knew the Pledge of Allegiance well, correctly. Well, they couldn't finish it. Yeah, yeah, they kept messing it up. They, they didn't get, they, they didn't know the entire thing. And then he said, what's the McDonald's song? You know, the, that rhyming song? I think it's like Big Mac, filet of fish quarter pounder French yeah. fry. You know, every single one of them. Yeah. Started singing it just right away. Yeah. You know, but Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, that's something that's so basic in schools, uh-huh. you know, in U.S. schools. And they knew the McDonald's song. Yeah, they didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, you just reminded me, you might be wondering why he picked on McDonald's. So I think they got um, where this really came from was that McDonald's was being sued. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard had heard about this case. They were being sued by a couple of teenagers who were saying that it was McDonald's fault that they were fat. And ultimately, the judge threw out their case saying that they couldn't really prove that it was McDonald's Mm -hmm. food that made them fat. And in fairness, I know there have been counter documentaries to this Mm -hmm. one made where people have eaten nothing but McDonald's food and lost some weight or I don't know, something like that. But I think I haven't seen those, so I can't Mm -hmm. comment. I I don't know, you know, what they did, if they... Mm -hmm. They really took it to this extreme level that he maybe took all it. they ate was McDonald's pickles or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And and he admits again, as I said, this was an extreme experiment that nobody will really eat this way for this long. Right. But it's crazy how just in such a short time span, what eating this way mm-hmm. would do to your body. And I think that's what he was really trying to call out. Right. And and this was made in 2004. Those lawsuits were in 2002. This was made in 2004. Um, but really nothing has changed. I mean, McDonald's over the years has introduced their quote, you know, healthy salads and added apples to kids. But their salads, I mean, even their salads can top, you know, five or 600 calories. Yeah. And the thing is, this isn't just a McDonald's thing though, No, you know, because you can't, there's cereals, there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. You and I just saw something, uh, a documentary on sugar Mm -hmm. and how sugar is, uh, sold marketed to children mm-hmm. particularly yeah so it's st- certainly not just a mcdonald's thing no. i think they're they were i mean even when we went to birthday parties though there was a lot of mcdonald's you know they really yeah. um sell kids on like on birthday parties thing, and right. have your party at mcdonald's yeah and, um and then the other thing is when you mentioned about this is not something that you know people eat would typically eat mcdonald's three times a day for like forever no, it's not. But a lot of people 
And this is especially applies to lower income families, I think. A lot of people can come shockingly close to that. Yeah. With a combination of, you know, McDonald's, other Taco fast Bell. food places, um, convenience foods at the store that are cheap, you know, like macaroni and cheese that is like so artificial. It's crazy. You know, things like that because they're cheap. Um, they're easy. Kids want them. You know, and as we'll discuss in a little bit, they're addicting. Yeah. I mean, actually physically Physically addicting. addicting. Yeah. So so with that said, let's move on and, and talk about some McDonald's stats. Okay. Okay. Now, this is one of the first things because he lived in he lives in New York. Well, I don't know if he still does, but when at the time of this documentary, he lived in in New York. And so here's something that he said that I just couldn't believe. Manhattan. Okay, Manhattan, we've never been, we'll be there in July, but Mm -hmm. we haven't been yet. So Manhattan is a 23 square mile island, right? Or area, right? If it's an island. Um, In that 23 square miles, 83 McDonald's. And that's just McDonald's. That's not including Taco Bell or Wendy's or Burger King or, you know, any of that. Um, 83 McDonald's. It's just mind blowing. And then, I mean, look around your neighborhood, look around the city or town where you live. There's one like on every other corner, it seems. Yeah. You know, and of course, just like with CVS and Walgreens, where whenever you find one on one corner, you know, the opposite corner is the other one. It's the same with like McDonald's and Burger King. I mean, check it out. It's true. Yeah. And so, you know, they're not going to let one go up without the other. Right. All right. So. A super. Hmm? Oh, I was just going to say you were going to talk about the supersize me thing. So in the documentary, wh- uh, why it's called supersize me, I guess. Well, uh, I guess you could play that a lot of ways. But th- with respect to the supersizing at McDonald's, one of the stipulations of his experiment was that he would only supersize his meals if the if they asked if they asked him if he wanted it supersized. So. I think he said that it was nine Texas, times. Yeah, Texas, and five of them were in Texas. Yeah, yeah. he was he was given that nine t- opportunity nine times, and five of them were here in Texas. So right, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, but the supersized fries, um, six hundred calories, and it's eight ounces. That's half a pound of potato. You know, I mean, this thing that the box is bigger than your hand. Yeah. He had like, a, by comparison, the smaller, the smallest size they have. Mm-hmm. I think it was still like 200 something yeah. calories. But when you supersize it, 600 calories. 600 calories just for the fries. Yeah. And then when you throw in a like, what, 32 ounce soda and then your Big Mac or whatever it is you're having or and then, oh, I need dessert. You know, how about a, a sundae or a milkshake? You know, I mean, you're talking like 2000 calories. That's a day's intake yeah. in one meal. And then like we were just saying, McDonald's foods are full of addictive substances. And of course, there's caffeine and a lot of it and sugar. But then also something that I didn't know is that certain chemicals in processed cheese, like the cheese slices that they use on their burgers, um, contain certain chemicals in there are addictive. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I totally believe it. (laughs) Because that's still my downfall. And I've been trying to wean myself off of it. But I and we don't cheese. eat well. We don't eat the processed cheese, though. No, we like don't. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, it's 
and some of it might be psychological. Well, not here know. at home, but I mean, there is pro- when we go yeah. out. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, if I get a grilled cheese at Jim's, it's yeah, it's, it's processed, processed cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, talking about all the items on their menu, there's only seven that don't have any sugar in them. Yeah, and those are hash browns, coffee, diet coke, tea, sausage, chicken nuggets, and French fries. Well, and of course, with coffee and tea, you know, a lot of people will add sugar to that anyway. Yeah. So that really cuts it down to five. Um, And then this is, I thought this was funny. These are McDonald's own terms for their customers. Okay. So according to McDonald's in their documentation, how they refer to their customers, a quote, heavy user. um, And that's, what does that sound like? It sounds like drugs, right? Yeah, it does. A heavy user eats their food at least one time per week. And so that is 72% of McDonald's customers go one t- at least one time per week. A super heavy user uh, is someone who eats their food three to five times per week or more. And that's 22% of the people who go to McDonald's. Wow. I just could not even imagine. Uh, well, first of all, we don't eat McDonald's, but no. I just couldn't imagine eating anywhere that <laughs> that much. No. No, I would be so. You know, you know how easily I get sick of stuff. Yeah. Like, oh no, I would totally get sick of it. But uh, all right, so let's talk about his diet. This this thirty day McDonald's diet thing, which is just totally insane. So he started out, and he, I mean, he did it the right way at least by starting out with a full medical checkup. He had all the tests run, just like Joe Cross did when he did yeah. his. Uh, juice fast and fat sick and nearly dead yeah and morgan had a general practitioner a cardiologist and a gastroenterologist that he was consulting and throughout the movie he goes back and consults him like several times to right. redo his blood work right. get his weight and right. all of that and needless to say it was very alarming to see this escalation or uh of his or actually deterioration of his body yeah well and you know to see doctors begging someone to stop something yeah i mean it was just shocking well because i think at some point there was at some point there was the possibility that he was going to do permanent damage right right so all right so let's lay out the rules we've touched on a couple of the rules briefly uh but let's lay out the rules he had very specific rules that he had to follow on this now he set these himself So the first one was, as you mentioned, he must fully eat three McDonald's meals per day. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And that means when he says fully eat, he means fully eat. Like not throw out a bite of your hamburger, like eat the whole thing. The second one, as you said, he must consume every item on the McDonald's menu at least once over the course of 30 days. And (laughs) as a side note, uh, he says that he managed to do that in nine days. So I guess the first nine days, and then he just went and repeated, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he ate more things than others, um, because some would be less disgusting, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Like for me, I would never eat a fish sandwich. Oh. <laughs> um, and then... It's so funny, because I, that used to be one of my favorite items on their menu, and then when they when they showed him eating it, remember he was in bed, and he uh-huh. was eating it, it, it looks so gross. And I he know. even said, this looks disgusting. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then uh, he could only ingest items that are offered on the McDonald's menu. So including drinks. So including the, the water that he drank. So either bottled water or soda for, from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Or I guess tea or coffee. Yeah. But if he wanted water, he had to buy it from McDonald's. Yeah. And those the sizes of that soda was just crazy. 
Yeah, just ridiculous. And I mean, you've seen him, you know. Well, and you know, here's a a, a fact that he mentioned at, during the beginning, more closer to the beginning of the the uh, documentary when they were talking about just general consumption in the U.S. and in ch- the way things have changed, is that car companies have actually made their cup holders bigger over the last what twenty years or so oh, yeah. to accommodate the larger sizes of cups right. from fast food and convenience stores. Which is just crazy. I mean, they're like changing the entire configuration of the inside of this car because of a drink size. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned, if they offered, and o- but only when they offered, then he would have to supersize. So he couldn't do it on his own. He couldn't just ask for the supersize. But if they said, would you like that supersize, he would have to say yes. Yep. And, uh, ugh, yuck. What was really interesting, too, to see throughout the documentary was, remember when he started it, like, day one, he was kind of enthusiastic about it. He was like, <laughs> oh, I feel like a kid. You know, this is every kid's dream yeah, to be able yes. to do this. And then by the end, he would just look so... In fact, there was a scene where he threw up. Oh, yeah. And that was window. right. That was not too long from the beginning, yeah, from the his first. his body started protesting pretty fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he had to sit there and eat this giant, and that was a supersized one, right. where he had to eat this giant box of fries, this huge Big Mac, and this big soda. And yeah, that would make anybody sick. Well, that would make me sick. Yeah, oh. and so we talked about his starting weight, which was 185.5. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the, um, well, let's say, okay, he gained, let's start, let's let's go through the progression here. Yeah. In one week, no, not even a week, right? It was five, it was five days, days. The first he gained five days, ten pounds. I can't even imagine. His how doctor much... could not believe that. They said that is unbelievable. I mean, can you imagine how much if if you were not eating that diet, if you were just eating a regular, you know, healthy diet, how much food you would have to shove in your face to gain ten pounds? Yeah, you know. But he just ate. He he just ate this these three meals a day. I yeah. mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah, and his body fat when he started was 11%, and then it went up to 18%. That was at the end. It was 18%. That was the end, the end. It was 18 Oh, and his, we didn't say his, his ending weight was uh, 210. Oh, was that his ending weight? His ending oh, weight was right. 210. He gained 10 pounds. One eight, so he went from 185 to 195, and then right. he went up to 210. Uh, by the end, by the he end. was at the yeah, end. Yeah, so he gained 24.5 pounds. Yeah. Um, and then his cholesterol went from 165 to 225 yeah actually i think it might have gone a little over 225 yeah um yeah and then you know as you said he was checking in with his nutritionist periodically and by day 18 uh they showed his his check-in with her and he was getting less than 50 percent of the vitamins and minerals that he needed and so she recommended a supplement and he said no he said they don't serve it at mcdonald's i'm not going to take it yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. and that's where I think it was hard too on his partner to see yeah. that because I know it would oh I would have slapped me crazy. you yeah <laughs> yeah um, and she started to get together because as Larissa mentioned she's a vegan chef so during the experiment she even started to pull together a detox diet for mm-hmm. him to get his body back to normal right. after he stopped and she ended up publishing that in a book yeah so there's a book and we'll have we'll talk about that and we'll yeah. have we've got links to it okay um, so let's talk about his moods as well mm-hmm. so that was really dramatic to see he was mm-hmm. really depressed and he said his moods would just swing he'd go from ecstatic to like 
totally depressed. Mm-hmm. And this is what Larissa was talking about earlier when they were mentioning the addictive qualities of this food because that's what it was like. He would go, as soon as he would get his fix from getting the food, he would be up again. But as soon as it was down, he would be like totally, de- or it was a downtime he wasn't eating, mm-hmm. he would be totally depressed. Right. It's like crashing off of sugar. You know, when you eat a candy bar and then you had you get that rush and that high and then all of a sudden you crash. And in fact, his doctors, the doctors even said that the food was probably having that drug like effect on him, which was why whenever he was feeling, you know, down and moody and he had headaches, when he would eat this stuff, that was like the drug, yeah. you know, that he would get his fix of McDonald's food and then he would feel great for a while. Mm-hmm. And he even said that he said he's he said he was feeling down and then he went, they showed him and he went and got his lunch and he came back and ate it. And then they showed him after he ate it. He's like, I feel great, you know, but mm-hmm. it doesn't last. I mean, maybe an hour, maybe two. And then you're right back where you started. Right. And, and speaking of drugs, so the other thing that they noticed was that his liver was becoming really fatty. Mm-hmm. And the, his doctor told him that he didn't think it was possible for somebody to do the damage that he was doing to his liver with food mm-hmm. because he and normally. In two weeks. Yeah. And, and in such a short period of time because normally he would see that kind of thing from like an alcoholic. Right. So to do the same damage with food that you could do with alcohol, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That is. That's insane. And I know I keep saying that's insane. I think I've, I wonder how many times. <laughs> this is the insane show. Yeah, right. When you edit this, you need to keep a running count of how many times <laughs> I say the word insane. Um, so on that was on day 18. Then on day 21, three days later, uh, he woke up at two in the morning and he was having hard time breathing and he was having heart palpitations and chest pain. And his doctors at that point, this is when they told him, stop. Yeah. You know, just stop it because you're risking a heart attack. You're risking liver failure. You're, you, you're putting so much stuff in your body so fast that's so bad for you. I mean, it's no wonder. Right. So let's talk about over the 30 days, he estimated that he consumed about 30 pounds of sugar and 12 pounds of fat. Yeah, and that's that's based on his, because he kept a, a food diary of everything that he ate so they could really easily go back and look at the nutritional information, uh, which at McDonald's is very hard to find. Um, you have to go to their website. Oh, it's, yeah, and they did a whole little segment on that, too, yeah. trying to find it, because uh, supposedly one of the things they're trying to do is to be more health conscious is to have their calories displayed. But he Mm -hmm. went to several that were hidden behind things, um, not existent. Somebody said, I have to go down to the basement basement to go get it or something. I don't know. So uh, anyways, okay. So then we talked about to fix the damage. So finally it's over and he starts to uh, go on the detox plan that his uh, partner, Alexandra put together for him. And, uh, let's see. How long did it take? It took about fourteen months, I think, to do to lose all to of the weight. And I think the weight, they said yeah. he didn't ever lose the last four and a half pounds. Well, at least no, not at actually, the time. He, he did. Yeah, at the time of the the film, he hadn't when they produced the film. Yeah. But it, he lost um, all but that last four and a half pounds within five months. But it took him an additional nine months to lose that extra four and a half pounds. Oh, okay. So, and then he, he used the detox diet for six weeks and that diet was vegan, no processed foods, no sugar. And, you know, there was a list of other things. Um, it was all healthy, natural, whole foods. And so he used that for six weeks and I, I'm no much to his fiance, um, 
to her dismay, he did not remain a vegan because they even had a little conversation in, in the film where she really wanted him to remain to be a vegan. And he said, no, I just love the taste of meat. I can't do that. But he did do it for six weeks when yeah. he was getting himself back to health. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, that is the film, and we both enjoyed it mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, it was really informative and really helped us at least to feel good about our decision to give up a lot of this stuff. I don't know that we were ever huge McDonald's fans. No, but, I never was. Uh, yeah, but, but every once really... in a while, you know, we I would get to now. Of course, when I was younger, not not child young, but like college young, I would eat a little bit more of it, but I never did eat a whole lot of it. Okay, so let's go ahead and move into the recipe of the week. All right. Well, appropriately, I thought I would do veggie burgers to counter all this nastiness that we've been talking about. So I'll do a really nice veggie burger recipe. And then, of course, we get to try it out. So we'll have uh, some veggie burgers this weekend. I love veggie burgers. Yeah. And not bean burgers, because I know you're not terribly fond of the bean ones. No, I'm not. Yeah. So, but I did find some good recipes. Of course, there are ones with portobello mushroom burgers or, but I found one that has um, a little silken tofu and some corn and some peppers and some other things. So I'll find a good one. Okay. So then let's move into the quote of the week, which is by Jadu Krishnamurti. And the quote is, it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. I just thought that was so fitting. I love that. Yeah. You so know, what does that mean to you? Well, to me, I, I think it really relates to this film and to what we've been talking about because McDonald's has become, and other fast food places and unhealthy food like this has become such a norm in our society. And when, you know, if, if you don't eat this, I mean, it's considered normal. Yeah. You know, when you go to, of, yeah. Like it's, we're talking about McDonald's kids parties. Right. Exactly. And just because it's a norm and it's something that everybody does doesn't mean it's healthy. Or like Chuck E. Cheese. You know, that's another big one. Right. Chuck E. Cheese parties. Right. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you that, you know, but fortunately, I have seen so much change. I had lunch with a friend of mine today who was on the Eat to Live plan, and I'm hoping to do either an interview with him or maybe a book review or maybe both um, mm. because I think it's so interesting, this whole plan that he's been on. But he's lost 65 pounds wow. on uh, eating. He ate vegan for the first six weeks and now he mainly eats, uh, he just eats very healthy. And right. he actually gave me a new word. Maybe it's not new to some folks on that listen to this, but it was a nutritarian And it was... I like that. Yeah. So he eats meat now, but he doesn't eat it very often. But it's very um, plant-based still. Mm -hmm. And uh, just really eating very healthy. And he's maintained his numbers were crazy amazing. But... My point is, is that I think a lot of things are changing. And it's funny because they did, we did a story on him on the, on our intranet at work. Somebody did a story on his health journey and several people, including me, are now carrying around the book. Like, so it's contagious, you know? And so hopefully our society is changing. And one of the things he mentioned to me was that he's found a lot of restaurants to be much more accommodating Mm -hmm. to people that are 
vegetarian or even like I said he's just he doesn't eat meat all the time but when he asks for things prepared a certain way a lot of restaurants he's he's found are very accommodating which hopefully is a good sign because I think people are starting to pay attention to this stuff when right. we talk about GMOs we talked about the we talk about processed foods and I think we're starting to see some big companies change their tune mm. because now we're awake right? right we're starting to pay attention to this stuff when we realize how damaging it is the right. thing that freaks me out is that to think about is that GMOs were introduced in the 1990s, right? Right. We were fortunate enough to grow up on really wholesome food. Mm-hmm. But the kids that are born after 1990, mm-hmm. they're getting daily it's doses even, it's of GMOs. Even in baby food. Yeah. And to know? think about, you know, we don't even know what long-term effects that have. So it's really important that we're paying attention and getting involved as much as we are. And if even if you're not like signing petitions or, mm-hmm. you know, getting out there and protesting things, you vote with your dollars. Right. So by, by staying away from some of these places and not patronizing them or having, uh, supporting companies that are trying to do the right thing, that's how you participate. Yes, exactly. Okay, so on that note, how about for this week, we ask folks that if there's a day that you typically take your uh, family to a fast food restaurant or pick up something on the way home, that you rethink that a little bit and maybe make a healthier alternative and and better yet plan for that. Mm -hmm. Because I was talking to a coworker of mine today and we were talking about the importance of planning meals. And she said, yeah, that's so hard when Whataburger is right there. And I said, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, I think the key to a lot of this is planning, planning for your meals. So how about instead of going out to a fast food or picking something up on a fast food place or picking something up on the way home that you opt for a healthier alternative. Well, and the the good thing about that too is that you can, if you have a family, if you have a um, spouse or significant other and, and kids, you can get them involved. You know, ask your kids, what do you want? But give them healthy options. Yeah. Don't just say, what do you want? Oh, McDonald's, you know, give them some healthy options and say, okay, how about this, this or this? You pick and then help me fix it. Yeah. And even making like a pizza at home, you mm-hmm. could even do that. There's healthy ways to make pizzas as mm-hmm. opposed to going to Pizza Hut right. and getting some something because at least you have control over the ingredients that are going into yes. your pizza. Exactly. So, okay. So. Um, please stop by the show notes and uh, leave us a comment uh, on this episode. If you've seen the movie uh, Super Size Me, we'd be um, glad to hear any comments or any takeaways that you had that we didn't mention here or any um, additions to what we've already mentioned. And also, please be sure to go out to iTunes and leave a rating for us. We really appreciate those. We read them all out on our uh, at the beginning of every podcast. That really helps people find us, and that makes us feel like this microphone is actually turned on. Right. Well, I was just going to say, sometimes I just go when I when I open iTunes and I just go and read them just so I feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And we look forward to them. Larissa will text me and say, we have another one. We have another one. So yeah, that so really funny. makes our day. It's so funny. I'll text her and then I'll like type the whole thing into the text because yeah. so she, <laughs> she can't look at it at work. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, I think that does it for our show today. All right. Well, thanks guys. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers, thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.